What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson to my far right, Ashton Berzio. Ashton, how you doing, buddy? Nice to hear you. I know. Isn't that good? Yeah. I want a little to, more spunk. I wanted to give the intro a little right. bit more to yeah. make up for last week's sure. pathetic attempt yeah. that you guys would it's not okay. let me forget. You were here. I did re-listen to You were to here. It. And, um, and it's, what's interesting is we did that whole podcast last week amidst my sickness, and you made fun of me at the beginning, and then we did the whole podcast, and then you made fun of me at the end over the exact same thing. Yeah. Mm. Just build, is that a building up my character, testing me, making me stronger? That's how I chose to. to <laughs> no, we were just speaking truth. Okay. <laughs> uh, joining us again, Senior Pastor Mark Carey. Marky Mark, how you doing, buddy? Very good. Thank good. you. Recovering from Follow the Star? Yeah. What yeah. A, what, a great, uh, what a great weekend. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. So good. Um, I didn't end up uh, being too, super involved because of my voice, but I, I was able to go out uh, Saturday night for a little bit. Uh, my sister was in it, so I walked through some <clears throat> and got to see everybody. Um, it had been a few years since I was I was there just because mm. I was away at school and stuff. So to yeah. see the marketplace mm. and all the mm. lights and stuff, that was huge for me. Yeah, um, yeah it's quite the production. Yeah. You know yeah. what I, I appreciate so much is um, as I was in the, the, the barn with the volunteers and mm. when they're taking mm. the breaks, mm-hmm. you see literally hundreds of people, FBCers that are participating. You sense the excitement. You see families, and you see the kids, and you see grandparents, you know, in costume, and, yeah, and yeah. it's just this mm. all church um, event that uh, I think builds community. Sure. Uh, let alone what it, what it, <clears throat> the, the gospel is being presented to the, our community. Mm. But just what it does to the FBC family, right? Uh, well, it's the same as with any any kind of serving opportunity. Like if you're in the nursery, or if you're serving on the worship team, or mm-hmm. if you're, it's almost equally about the serving in the community and the church family life as it is about the others and the purpose. Right. You know, it's it's right. this really cool both both and. So it really yeah. accentuates a concept of the um, body yeah. the, 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 that Paul uses right. the mm-hmm. sense of the organism and the body life. Right. Uh, we saw hands and feet and noses and mouths all all working together. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it w- yeah. It was fun, mm-hmm. lots of fun. It's really good. Yeah, we got to walk through with my family, my two kids, and I was shooting a little bit of video, so I had Shepherd in one arm and yeah. the camera on the other arm, and I was yeah. trying to get shots. And <laughs> yeah, you know, and they really enjoyed it. it and good. that's another thing. When I was a wagon host on Saturday night. And so you see these, again, families from the community. Yeah. It really is a, a family oriented <clears throat> on Sunday night. Lisa and I took little Olivia, our five-year-old mm-hmm. granddaughter, right. and she met her daddy there who Josh was uh, volunteering. And we mm-hmm. went through the presentation and there was Mimi, yeah. you know, Grandma Avery. Yeah. And we wrote in Papa uh, Avery's pickup. <laughs> right. So it, right. It, 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 I don't know, it's just, it's a wonderful thing, um, mm. family oriented, but it all centered around uh, Christ. Uh, I would tell the people on the wagon, like Herod was out searching for that baby, you're on a search tonight, and when you find that baby, you'll find the real meaning of Christmas, mm. and you can hear the amens mm. of people sometimes on mm. that wagon because right. uh, they were they were coming to worship too, and right. they pr- appreciated what we were doing mm. as a church body to mm. to accentuate that and. Mm and uh, encourage them in their in their faith. So anyway, 
Um, yeah, really, really cool. And I just like the way I, I drive into Kernstown Commons and you mm. start to see the neon vests and you just, you're almost like slowly transitioning into right. the FBC life and follow the star and what we're all doing together. Um, yeah, shout yeah. out to Dave Spence yeah. for his, oh my, his that's right. dancing parking direction. And you know, <laughs> yeah. he was doing that when we came. Yeah. And, and when were, <laughs> two hours later when we left, he was still doing that. And, uh, you know, and thanks, I, I think, to the uh, Karen and, and Scott Satmeyer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Angie and Tim LeMay, who yeah. kind of were, again, organizing this thing. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping that we start over these next few weeks. We just kind of are debriefing and hearing stories. And yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I heard one story already of a of a young teenage girl in the tent and one of our people engaged her in conversation mm-hmm. and um, neat, neat, neat what God was doing. And we'll probably never know until eternity all right. the impact. But um, sure. that's, yeah. Anyway, great. Yeah, no, that's good. And hopefully we'll we'll continue to um, hear those follow the star stories. If you have them, feel free to you know share them uh, out on mm. Facebook, or you can even find our sermon spotlight outlets. Yeah, um, you know, we actually do have a space on our website. It's actually under on the on the dot life <clears throat> under give. Um, we, we've set up three three options of you know there's giving financially, but then there's also an option to share a story and, and to give testimony oh, really? to what God is doing. So there's a little form there. Just if you have something, could be small, could be big, um, but that's a that's a space where you can you can share. Hmm. Yeah, good, awesome. Looking you forward never, to that. You never know what you learn on sermon podcast yeah, time here. I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully it's hopefully it's good stuff. Um, all right, guys, well, we'll we'll jump into a Sunday in review. Uh, but before we do that, shout out to Dylan and Daniel who take us with them on the go as they're driving for work. Um, again, you guys can listen to us uh, on YouTube uh, and Spotify, uh, wherever you can normally find podcasts, and you can go to fbcva.life/sermonspotlight uh, to to kind of um, answer or ask any questions mm-hmm. uh, or give us any comments or talking points that you want Ashton and I to talk about or Mark or whoever is on. Um, Again, just another opportunity to engage with with the body about what we what we take in on Sunday. What does it look like to to uh, digest that and put that back out into the church life? So that's the hope here. Um, diving into a Sunday in review, Mark, we we talked about uh, John chapter nine, John nine thirty nine specifically, um, and again, it was kind of a, a huge story unfolding. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I love the way the sermon kind of flowed through the story with with different characters. I thought it was was really good. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashton, I'll come your way first. I don't know if anything stood out to you or Mark. If you had anything specific you wanted to begin our time this morning with, um, but yeah, there's just something about, and I don't know if it's because I'm an emotional guy or, <laughs> um, but every time we're, these last several sermons, just hearing mm-hmm. these these stories has just has brought out some mm-hmm. just real deep emotion and thankfulness. Um, mm-hmm. Just as you read about the Christ caring for him and the purpose of his blindness and uh, the intentionality of his coming and just uh, the, everything is just so masterful mm-hmm. and um, just very grateful that we have these uh, these stories to to really to render judgment about Christ as mm-hmm. you as you close the sermon with and, mm-hmm. and this daily. Um, this daily rendering of judgment about Christ in our life, not just as a one-time thing, but as a, as a continual preaching of the gospel to ourselves and remembering and uh, just very grateful for these stories. Um, Mm. I know that you said it was, this was one of your favorites or your favorite. Yeah. It's one of my favorites because of the, the um, attitude, the, of the, 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 the bantering with the, 
Well, it's a lot like somebody boy. else sitting here at yeah. this table, maybe. Yeah. Wait, who are you? Are you, are you referring to me? <laughs> I'm talking about Mark. Oh, okay, oh. good. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't think I'm the person he's talking <laughs> about. He's got that wit. I hope not. I can be. <laughs> I could see him being the blind I wasn't, guy. I wasn't blind <laughs> last week, Ashton, okay? I just couldn't talk. <laughs> you know, one thing I, I, I did want to bring out, um, this is an aside, and we'll, you know, we can go yeah. with this or not, but mm-hmm. uh, and I, I didn't uh, bring this out in the sermon, um, I think I was already over time a minute or two. Mm. I can't remember, but um, when when it all is is finished and Jesus seeks out, and which is that is sweet in itself. Mm. The, the man is put out of this. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, Jesus goes and finds him. He pursues him, um, and uh, um, he says he asks the man in verse thirty five, "Do you believe in the in the Son of Man?" Mm-hmm. Some translations say the Son of God the son of man. And he answered and said, uh, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Mm-hmm. And again, there's that um, that attitude of this man. Um, um, he, he's asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. He's, he's saying the right things. And Jesus said, uh, you have both seen him, and he is the one who's talking with you now. And then verse 38 says, Lord, I believe, and then he worshiped him. And what I wanted to develop a little bit is uh, that idea of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, the word worship is found something like 170 times in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. In the gospel accounts, like here, the word is used something like 26, 25, 26 times. Mm-hmm. In the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible, the word worship is found like 20, 21 times. But in the epistles, in Paul's writings, Peter, John's epistles, it's not found at all. I think Paul used mm. it one time, so it's you know mm. conspicuously absent in the epistles. And it's like, wait a minute, why is that? Here's a man who is worshiping, and we call people to worship. We are obviously called to worship, mm. but it's not in the epistles. The word is not found there. And when you develop that a little bit, you realize in the Old Testament you had a visible presence of glory. Mm. So you worship the physical pre- in that mm. in the temple, in the in the, in, in the temple. In the gospel accounts, the glory of God was there. We beheld his glory, glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus was there. You fall down, you worship him. In the book of Revelation, we'll be there. Present, yeah. We'll be present. But there is no present manifestation of, in a sense, of God's glory. That is, as, as Jesus, as his bodily presence, now in this age. And the epistles don't talk and use the word worship. What they do convey is an attitude, a heart attitude. So you go like um, Romans 12, uh, our spiritual reasonable service of worship, that's where Paul used it, is to do what? Present ourselves Mm. as living sacrifices. Mm. And when this man fell on his knees and he worshiped Christ, I, I think that is the attitude that every one of us has to have in terms of our our, our heart attitude before the Lord. It's recognizing again who he is. Who is he that I can believe in him? Mm-hmm. And every day when we get up, we are to have this attitude of worship, of reverence of him, um, because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he dwells within us. So it's more of a, we, we often say at FBC that the worship service begins at 12 noon when 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 the service yeah. is done. Sure. Because it's it's this daily presenting ourselves just like this man did of worship to him so i wanted to bring that out a little bit um we all are to worship 
but it is this internal moment by moment daily understanding and that's that judgment we make about Jesus mm. who is he yeah. and every moment of our life should be a consecration of 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 reverential worship before before the lord right and you know there's something really special about our our times of gathering when we come and we sing songs and we read scripture and we pray and we commune together and and there's something particularly special about singing and and music right. in the context of worship there's just something about the emotion and mm-hmm. the theology and the the truth that when it comes together that there's something impactful by it but you know this guy didn't he probably didn't say lord i believe and then start singing come mm-hmm. thou fount mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a it wasn't a musical act of worship and mm-hmm. um i know we talk about it a lot and and mike and, and the team they do a great job of reminding us that that this is just one aspect of worship when we sing together um, but that's it's a great reminder and mm-hmm. charge. And the irony is, the people who were blind in this passage were the worship right. leaders yeah, right. of of ancient Judaism. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had all the trappings mm-hmm. and all the externals, all the institutionalized concepts of quote worship. Yep. They had the smoke machines. And that's the, right. And the that's that's and, right. right. Yeah. That, that that's exactly right. Not that those are bad. Um, although I was going to say, when are we going to get in all? <clears throat> but um, it's not about the smoke machines. Yeah. No, the lighting. And so there's this deinstitutionalizing <laughs> right. of worship in the epistles mm. because it is a matter of the heart, and that's the emphasis of mm. it. Um, when just that idea that you know worship is supposed to be a, a lively meditation, a, a state, a posture to take towards the Lord, and this was something that I began to really think about and even rub up against in in college ministry was. People didn't know how to worship God if they couldn't play an instrument. They mm. thought they they thought they couldn't do worship because mm. mm-hmm. that's it's the Christian word for me. It's what we call it. Right. I have worship practice. I have I have to go. I'm in worship this morning yeah, right. for that hour for, or yes, whatever exactly. it is. Um, but to to reinvent the way we even look at that word, I mean, we're, we're we're trying to reinvent the way we look at God and the way we fellowship with Him and just you know fall to His knees and embrace and enjoy that. And so the more we um, are, are in tune to that idea, I think the more of these stories will, will speak to us. Well, and it was a response. He, it was a direct right. response to an experience What's that he had done. with Jesus. Right. And and I think mm-hmm. that sometimes we miss the experiences and we miss yeah. the, just exactly what you're talking about of, of rendering judgment about who Christ is. Yeah. And when we don't do that, when we are Spirit, focused on ourselves. Which is spiritual or, blindness. Right, right. Then we don't have this this experience to respond to in worship right. yeah and yeah and so i think that one of the takeaways is as believers we we all have to guard our hearts against that spiritual blindness mm. sure um i think that that sunday morning worship experience should energize us should um mm-hmm. flip some switches in mm-hmm. terms of our uh understanding of god and our celebration of him yeah at, so that you know that'll carry us over into the week and as well as our own personal worship time mm. but how the, the concern for me and for personally is how many times do i miss seeing the grandeur of christ mm. of of our, of our god that's what leads to worship yeah. and that's what leads to a life of 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 reverence before him we can you know we can bust on the 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 pharisees here in this story but how many times do I right. do something pharisaical? Yeah, that's right. And in my spiritual blindness, and not well, see even Jesus. the way we, you know, we'll look at church and we'll say, okay, well, that's my worship, that's my interaction with with God, <clears throat> or you know, follow the star. I, I I go to do that thing, but 
that's a program we're putting on. It's a moment to see that. But even like Ashton said, just about continuing to serve and, and a little bit of how important that is. Like, it's, it's God in, in your life, not your life in the church that's going to dictate how you see him, how you right. think about him. Um, and it just, I, I like the narrative of this story because it builds a beautiful picture of they had a social construct of religion in the church. Mm. But Jesus and his interaction with this one man completely, you know, meandered through that and, and ended up confusing a lot of people and just got to the point where, you know, and you said it over and over in your sermon, like, I don't know what to tell you guys. All I could say is I was blind, but now I see. Yeah, right, you right. guys figure it out what right. that means. I'm still learning, you know, fully what it means. And by the way, does that not instill and inspire within us our own personal worship when we hear the testimonies of others? Exactly. Yeah. So, yes. you know, th- again, that's the idea of body life. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we can't worship God, all, you know, in a, in a mm-hmm. vacuum. We need mm-hmm. that stimulation of others, yeah. not just on an hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday morning, but in our, our, our uh, you know, Bible studies that we get together, our fellowship times, just mm-hmm. interacting. I mean, we we have a lot of fun here on staff many times, and we joke, and it's a it's a great environment many mm-hmm. times. Um, but what really challenges me and stimulates me is when we maybe it's a hallway conversation or just uh, you know something that happens, and, and and somebody will say something that points us to God, right? Or reminds us it's a testimony. It's a mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the scales drop a little bit more. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. That. God, Wow, let's let's worship God here in this right. moment. And by your own standards, it's it's accidental. Mm-hmm. That's right. But it's the Lord is being so intentional in that. And I, I love what you said. I, I wrote that down here as an application <clears throat> for all of us: is we can rejoice and have a sense of celebration over other people's stories. Yeah. One thing I wrote down when you were kind of going through the whole story of John chapter nine, when when they see this guy who was once that blind guy and now he claims to see, they say, "You can't be him. You're not him. I don't recognize you. Look like him. Maybe you look like him." Mm. Uh, and one thing I wrote down was, "I think we are more inclined to recognize people by their sin than by their salvation." Mm. Uh, that's not you. You're the broken guy mm-hmm. that's sitting over there. Mm-hmm. You're out of your lane right now. As happy as you are. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so interesting, and, and I think that's there. You know, there's a teaching point. I, I love these stories because there's a teaching point in the way Jesus behaved. There's a teaching point in the way the person he interacted with behaved, and there's a teaching point in the way the Pharisees responded to it. Mm-hmm. It's all uh, okay. Well, what's my heart posture in this mm-hmm. situation? I think that's, I think mm-hmm. that's really good. Um, mm-hmm. That that lens mark of <laughs> answering that question of okay, well, if John three seventeen says he came to save. John nine thirty nine says he came to judge. You know how how do we rectify that? How do we we clarify that? And um, you know I, I think this story does a good job of that of of God coming to to save the world with with that opportunity of salvation. It, it's going to inevitably lead to a deciding factor for people, mm-hmm. a, a judgment that's going to come. I mean, is it fair to say that 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 was you know fleshed out in this passage? Um, I've written down here, uh, verse 39 came to judge, single use from John. Was that referring to the use of that word? The use of that word. Okay. That use of that word. So my my understanding um, is that a a judgment takes place. Mm. It's like Jesus is saying, I came into this world Mm. to save, but in order to save, a judgment has to be rendered. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so much Jesus bringing a judgment. He was forcing people to make a judgment. Right. Mm. The judgment was to... a result of mm. his coming, not mm. the reason for it in a way. So mm. he forces okay. a judgment. Um, when Jesus shows up, um, 
it forces a judgment. That follow the star uh, on Saturday and and Sunday night. People go through there. They hear. They see the baby Jesus. They hear the story being told, which is wonderfully scripted, by the way, mm-hmm. as you go through the tour, and then you come to the cross, and and now everyone who went through there was forced to make a judgment. Mm-hmm. Is this true? Is this really who he was? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's, that's that's. So now we have to decide if we as this man did, the blind man, accept who Jesus was and believe in him. Now, he it unleashes the power to save, to bring that eternal saving faith. If you don't, <clears throat> the blindness of the Pharisees, uh, it's another judgment is being rendered. They're judging Jesus. And um, so, yeah, everybody has to make that that choice. Jesus came and he shows up and it forces a judgment. Mm. That's really good. And I, I know you at least touched on this in the second service that I uh, sat in on. Um, even Christians, we got to render a judgment about Jesus. You know, every day, we, we've talked about this before on Sermon Spotlight of just, you know, preach yourself the gospel every day. Are you in tune with and aware and dwelling on what Jesus has done for you? Are you letting that dictate, you know, the woes of life? And um, I just think that's a really, really cool thing to to think about. Um, one, one other thing I liked at the beginning of this passage was w- right away they see this blind guy and they're immediately like, who sinned? There's got to be sin somewhere. Uh, let's let's get to the bottom of <clears throat> of the sin. They're, they're in tune to understand the sin and they're dwelling on the sin and trying to iron out where's the wrong. Uh, and God's saying, focus on the opportunity that I have to be glorified through this. Uh, and so I just thought that was really cool that you know, sin exists not simply due to fault, but to promote the glory of God. Mm-hmm. I think that's still something culturally that we oh, yeah. struggle with. I think there's a lot of, even in even in Christian circles, I think that there's this little bit of syncretism that we bring in, mm-hmm. uh, this, um, you know, cultural belief of karma or, you know, you get what's, you know, right. you get what you pay for or, you know. Well, I'm sure that I, I just assumed last week there was something that Caleb had done wrong when his voice went. Oh, yeah. I just, oh, you know, yeah. I, uh, I'm, so sure, I'm sorry to I'm judge sure you on that. I'm sure there was. I'm sorry I'm judging We you could that. go through a causation versus <laughs> correlation analysis. We're yeah. not going to do that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. good point. Um, Jesus, he, he sees people not in terms of, of, of their present situation, yeah. of who they are, but who they can become mm. when touched by his grace. Mm. Um, yeah, we, yeah, it's easy to, to jump to conclusions about people. Right. Um, and not look beyond that. Uh, here is a person, even this blind, smelly, uh, wretched beggar, mm. born blind, mm. was created in the image of God mm. and was worthy of the Savior to right. to uh, encounter him, to love him, and to uh, redeem him. Um, mm. No yeah. one is beyond the grace of God. Right. Well, I, I've a lot of this conversation and I don't want to get into it, but it makes me think about Kanye West and, and mm-hmm. all the things that are happening with, with his, right. You know, transformation of, you know, this, this uh, like big question is, is he saved? What, you know, is he faking right. it? What is, what's going on with this? But a lot of believers first reaction is no to way. judge him right. and no to, way. 
um, you know, right. go through all of this this gauntlet of, you know, well, he's not doing this or he said this the wrong way or, you know. Yeah. And, and we have this tendency to look at the sin of the past and instead of mm-hmm. looking at what what is God doing in this mm-hmm. situation yeah. in this guy's life or, you know, and who knows? Who, who are we? And, yeah. you know, you know yeah. continue to gauge. Um, nobody would theologically say somebody like that is, oh, they're too far gone. You can act like they are. Right. You can talk about them like yeah. they are yeah. too far yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's ultimately we're forgetting what Christ can do. Now the story doesn't. We don't know right. what happened after this. Yeah. But uh, I wonder what those neighbors. I wonder what his family. Right. I wonder what happened to this man, and uh, mm. the, the the you know did they hold him uh, back and uh, you know I just wonder what the dynamics. What where did this man end up yeah. twenty years later? Mm. Um, when well, I just I love the way he he has this life changing moment with Christ. And then is apart from Christ for a while, and he's dealing with every other social construct from family to friends to strangers to Pharisees. But then it comes back to Jesus, and he never meanders from the confidence he had in Christ. Hmm. He never is separate from the fellowship and devotion he has to Christ, and it's it's made manifest and bears fruit in that return to Christ. Uh, and, and so I just love the way that that paints a picture of as he's navigating that social life that is changed by a relationship with the Lord, don't let it change that relationship. That relationship with Christ should, you know, it should, it should go the other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the gradient should, what happens with Christ should impact what, what else is happening, not the other way around. Yeah. Um, and so the, the way that's demonstrated in John chapter 9 is, I think, really good. One more thing. Yeah. The next chapter, um, in mm. chapter 10, um, Jesus makes this pronouncement where he says, I am the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he lays down his life um, f- f- for the sheep. Uh, again, you just see that heart of Jesus. Um, it's coming on the on the end of, of that chapter nine passage, but I, I, I appreciate um, that next chapter and how John weaves that in. Here is the good shepherd, um, hmm. and he lays down his life. Ultimately, what this man needed was not his, his physical blindness to be removed, it was this spiritual blindness which mm. happened to him as he worshiped Jesus. Um, mm. uh, Christ came to save sinners, mm. and he is the good shepherd, and he laid down his life ultimately for the sheep. Um, mm. He is worthy of our worship. He mm. is worthy of it. It's mm. really good. Yeah, and just even it ties into what we talked about you know, last week and, and the week before that of just the cleanliness that goes beyond a healing. Here's a physical healing. Here's something that demonstrates Jesus's clearly divine and miraculous power. But that's only scratching the surface of what it actually means for people mm-hmm. because he's capable of, of the, you know, the focusing on the spirit and the soul and that impact of the eternal kingdom through those things of just like, I can't believe that guy can see now. Um, he can see in, in more ways than we could, we could even imagine. And again, it's because of that intimate fellowship with with Jesus Christ, I think that's I think that's really cool. Uh, anything else before Ash and I come your way? I don't know if we have any other talking points. I'm pretty good. Mark, you okay? I'm done. I'm done. You're done. I, I know is, that's is a shock to, to people, but I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ashton, Christmas Eve is coming up. Um, <clears throat> opportunities to serve. What do we got? Yeah, I just wanted to take a second and. Uh, one, remind everybody about our Christmas Eve services, 11, 5, and 7 mm-hmm. on that Tuesday night, Tuesday afternoon, 
pre-afternoon, 11 o'clock, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Um, yeah, we've got nursery mm-hmm. and preschool ministry available at the 11 o'clock and the 5 o'clock. Um, for all you families with young kids, 11 o'clock service is pretty nice. Get your kids, get your service in, go down for a nap, get lunch, be perfect. Um, and then... That works for grandparents too. Right, yeah. Get our food and then go down for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just wanted to, to extend kind of a, a challenge to to the people listening and and uh, kind of a just talking we've talked about a little about serving and you know follow the stars an incredible event an incredible experience that we get to do and get to be a part of but but the reality is it is one weekend Mm -hmm. a year Mm -hmm. um and there are uh there's just countless um other opportunities that we as the body of christ can serve each other um, and serve our community and one of those ways is on christmas eve and you know a lot of the um Hmm. you know we even struggle with this on staff a little bit of you know, looking at Christmas Eve and Christmas as a time for vacation and taking off. Um, mm. But the reality is that people are going to be coming to our doors and they're going to be um, opportunities for them to hear the gospel and to make a decision uh, about that. So I just wanted to challenge you um, to for, for Chris, things like Christmas Eve and, and Easter services that this is really an all hands on deck type mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of service. Um, uh, it's it's an opportunity for us as FBC to um, to minister to each other and to our community. Um, so there are opportunities like being a person that holds a door open and says hello to everybody who comes right. in, or or helping people find a seat in the auditorium when it's the five o'clock service and there's no seats left, and mm. um, you know making people feel welcome, helping out in the nursery and the preschool to to allow families to to be a part of the service without distraction. Um, you know there's there's opportunities like this. Um, every weekend but particularly for these these kind of bigger services where people are coming to us mm-hmm. i think that there's a tremendous opportunity for us to uh, to serve and to be encouraged and you know mm-hmm. these services we always have more than one so there's always an opportunity to to serve an hour and sit an hour um you, you know and i would just love for us to to continue to develop that culture of service and of um uh, not of this sit soak and sour that you talk about a lot, um, and many of you do, and we're so grateful for mm-hmm. uh, the people who serve every weekend. I mean, we have just a massive amount of of people that do that. So, um, you know, don't treat this as a as a guilt, but but as an opportunity to to be a part of of what God is doing in this well, church. The, the more I think about it, Ashton, like just because yes, it's not out at Kernstown Battlefield, but it can look and feel very similar. Mm-hmm. When people are coming to the church, they see somebody right. the spirit, at the doors, the welcome, and you know. Yeah. So many different roles to to fill. So many different ways to serve and um, and, and see the body. Do and, that. and remember, uh, this is the time of year and the and the and the the um, service that it's sometimes the only one many people are going to come right. to once yeah. a year. The C and yeah. ears, the yeah. Christmas and Easter folks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what again? Better place not to judge people in the sense. Well, yeah, now they're coming. You know, it's great, right. right. but to have that servant heart right. and the love of Christ to, yeah. to you know, that is, may speak volumes yeah. more than what they're going to hear in a program. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that, yeah. it's that heart of service. Yeah. So yeah. just want to challenge you to that. Um, if you're not serving somewhere, whether it's on Christmas or just on a random Saturday night, Sunday morning, um, just really consider some ways that you can, you can be a part. And it really does, you know, like we said, it, it it's more than just, giving an hour you you meet new people you build relationships and connections and community and it it really is this binding unifying Mm -hmm. time 
um, yeah, for, right. for the life of the church. And, and may I also interject this? Yeah. Um, uh, on Friday night, this coming Friday night, uh, at Victory Church is the community, the, the believing community uh, Christian uh, uh, Christmas program that uh, is held at, at Victory Church. Yeah. And what I appreciate about that is believers from around this community mm-hmm. and various churches come together to worship God. Mm-hmm. And it's always a wonderful time. It's Friday night at Victory Church, right up Middle Road at 7 o'clock. Yeah, um, so we celebrate together as a community, as a body of Christ uh, yeah. locally. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, is the best spot for people to get plugged into serve? Is that just go to the website? Or yeah, there's to- there's a next steps tab, and there's you know you can sign up to be a part of the okay. weekend services, or um, you can just navigate that website and find those, or you can just reach out, and we'd love to start a conversation. Um, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, you know how many more shopping days there is to Christmas? No. Wait, you're making me do math? How many days till Christmas? Is that what you're asking me? That's what I'm asking. I still don't know. What is it? Today, the 10th, 15, 15 days? 14? Are you counting Christmas Eve? Are you counting yesterday? <laughs> What's your point? I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying. I'm sorry. This, I don't let's keep talking so he can't even. Let's just end here. Let's just end here. That'd be so funny. I'm no, sorry. no, no. Go ahead. I'm just saying it's coming quickly. It is coming it just, quickly. It's, yes, it is. You know, so are, what you're saying sorry. is you, you haven't purchased my gift yet. No, I don't even know what your gift is. Okay. I mean, so well, let me know. I'll be, I'll be happy to get you All anything right. you All want, right. Caleb. I'll get you something. We we could do a little sermon spotlight, secret Santa. We won't know who which of the three of us we drew. Wait, yeah, we would. Yeah, it'd be kind of hard. We'll talk about that. That'll be a behind the scenes thing. I, I think I think people commuting have shut this off. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, people are, people are done with us at this point. The fact of the matter, you guys, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Martin.